Turn, if you would, to Genesis chapter 39. We'll continue our study here in the life of Joseph. We're going to read the last four verses of Genesis 39, and this will be our text for today. Genesis chapter 39, verses 20 to 23. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was, in the, he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, being the Lord was with Joseph. And that which he did, the Lord made to prosper, made it to prosper. Now we're considered today in our study how the Lord has protected Joseph all through the time until he even comes up to here. And we see that the God's protecting hand never leaves Joseph. Never leaves Joseph. And what comfort we can glean as God's people. We can glean from these Old Testament narratives and stories that, that are brought before us, true stories which actually occurred too. There's some who deny that these stories occurred. They occurred. God the Holy Spirit had had Moses penned these, and he is the author of the Holy Scriptures. And we, by faith, believe this. And we see all through the life of Joseph so far that God's protecting hand has been upon him. And again, what, what strength we can glean as God's people because we know that as we journey through this life in the trials and tribulations of our own life, it may not be the same as, as Joseph's, but they're ours, aren't they? They're ours. And as we go through the trials of our lives, our great God is ever with us, protecting us, watching over us, keeping us, guiding us, directing us, providing for us. His sovereign eye is never not upon us. Isn't that wonderful? He's ever watchful over every single one of his sheep. How can he do this? Because he's God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And he sovereignly protects his own, like a shepherd over a sheep, over a whole flock of sheep. And that's what we are. We're the sheep of his hands, the scripture says. Right? God's chosen people are the flock of his choosing. So let we who are the redeemed of the Lord glean from this wonderful truth of God's words, God, God's words in the scripture that our God ever protects his people. Again, let's read verses 21 to 23. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Who's doing all the work? The Lord's with Joseph. The Lord shows him mercy. The Lord gives him favor in the eyes of the, of the prison keeper. Right? 
And then look at this. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. Just like Potiphar committed all that was in his house to Joseph. And remember the scripture said earlier in the scripture, it says he just sat and ate his food. He was content to sit and eat his food because he knew that Joseph had everything in control. Look at this. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in prison and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand. He's got Joseph to take care of everything. What is our great Lord and Savior in control of? Everything. Everything. It's all been put into his hands, eh? So again, we see Joseph as a, as a picture of Christ. We'll look at that later on. It says, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So all through this study in the life of Joseph, we've seen God's sovereign, protecting hand over Joseph. We've also seen Joseph as a type of Christ in multiple places. We saw the Lord protecting Joseph from his brother's wrath. His brother's wrath when, when his father gave him a coat of many colors. We saw God's protecting hand in the fact that the brothers didn't kill him. They were angry with him, weren't they? They were jealous. They were filled with rage. We know that because of their actions later on. Their actions later on towards him. We saw God's restraining hand when Joseph's brother wanted to, Joseph's brothers wanted to kill him. They stripped him of that coat and they threw him in the pit. And they wanted to kill him, didn't they? They wanted to flesh out that jealousy and rage that they had. And they wanted to kill him. But God's restraining hand was upon them, wasn't it? It was upon them. We saw God's protecting hand when Joseph was sold to the Israelites. His brothers wanted to kill him. And oh wait, there's a caravan. We'll just sell him. We won't ever have anything to do with them again. Isn't that what they thought? If they thought that, sell them to, Is- to the to Ishmaelites who are going down to Egypt, they figured, this, this young man will never give us a problem again. <laughs> well, they're in for a big surprise. We know that. And, and that's, the, that's the amazing thing as this story progresses and how the Lord just protects Joseph and takes care of him and guides him and directs him and, and gets him to the point where he wants him to be. And all this is falling out according to God's sovereign will. Then we saw at the beginning of this chapter that Joseph, again, by the will of God, was sold to Potiphar. He's taken by the Israelites, he's taken to Egypt, and then he's sold, he's sold to Potiphar. Look at And Joseph was bought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him out of the hand of the Ishmaelites, which had bought him down thither. So God's protecting hand is ever upon Joseph ever upon him. He didn't die when he was in slavery. He didn't die in the journey to Egypt. And, and remember this too. You know, this would be a sorrowful time for Joseph. He's not smiling. and He's in shackles. He's a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Isn't he? He's a picture of Christ even going through all that. My Innocent. 
in the whole situation, undeserving of what's being cast upon him. But it's all happening, little does he know, it's all happening according to God's sovereign will. Again, by the will of God, he sold to Potiphar, who, who just happens to be an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, high-ranking. Some believe that Potiphar, John Gill believes Potiphar was the executioner for Pharaoh. And we'll see that he had a prison off his house. That's where Joseph ends up, where the king's prisoners go. Not an ordinary prison, but a prison where the king's prisoners go. And Potiphar had authority over that prison. So he sold, not, not to just any officer, but he sold to an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian. And we see the Lord is with Joseph, isn't he? He's with Joseph. And he becomes prosperous in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Again, all these things have happened according to God's sovereign plan. Everything we've looked at so far is the unfolding in Joseph's life. Remember this. It's the unfolding in Joseph's life of the will of God. Look back in your life. You will see the unfolding of the will of God in your life too. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. There was some hard time, wasn't there? There were some hard times. Oh my. But the Lord will never leave his people, never forsake his people. Again, all this is falling out over time, too. How long do we, we do not know? We know Joseph was a young man of 17 when he's, when he's sold off into slavery. We know that. And time has passed. The scripture keeps saying, in times past. So he's no longer a young man. Now he's a man. Maybe 20s, late 20s, maybe early 30s. Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, saw that the Lord was with Joseph, and we know that that's all by God's grace, that the young Hebrew man, as a type of Christ, prospered in everything he did. Our king prospered in all that he did. He came to save his people from their sins, and he did it. He did it, beloved. And Potiphar made Joseph overseer over his house and all that he had, and the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Our Lord rules over all, beloved. In last study, we saw in chapter 39, verses 7 to 19, that the wicked heart of Potiphar's wife was exposed as she tried time and time again to entice Joseph into an adulterous affair with her. She didn't just try it once. You see in the scripture, she kept at him. See, most of the time when we read the story of Joseph, we think it was just a one-time thing. She kept at him, beloved. She kept at him. Oh, my. Look at this. Look at verse 9. There is none greater in this house than I, neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph, day by day. 
This was not a one-time thing, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. So God's restraining hand is upon Joseph as well. And he doesn't plunge into that sin. How many things has the Lord kept us from, beloved, as God's people? How many things has the Lord kept us from? By God's restraining hand, Joseph said no to all her attempts. Why? Because he hated sin. And he loved righteousness. He hated sin and he loved righteousness. He loved, he said, he said, how can I sin against my God? He knew who the sin was against. Our great God. But God gave him grace to also to resist all the advances of this wicked woman. All through this story, we see God's protecting hand is upon Joseph, ordering all that is happening. And that will happen, just as he does again for every single sheep of God. Now, when Potiphar's wife finally realized she couldn't have her way with Joseph, she made up a lie, claiming that he had tried to force himself upon her, and Potiphar believed the lying tongue of his wife and had Joseph thrown into prison. Let's look at verses 20 to 23 again. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. So take note that Joseph wasn't put into any prison. It says in verse 20 there, again, that he was put in a place where the king's prisoners were bound. This is not any ordinary prison. No. And Joseph's master took him and put him into a prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. And always remember again, that all the events that we've seen so far in Joseph's life are decreed by our great God. Decreed by our great God before time began. And executed by our great God at his appointed time. So we see in our text that Potiphar took Joseph and put him into the prison. But always remember that Potiphar was only a pawn in the hand of our great God. Never forget that. Potiphar's just a pawn. Pharaoh's just a pawn. The rulers of this world are just pawns in the hands of our great, our great God, beloved. Our great majestic God works all things after the counsel of his own will. And again, note that Joseph's not put in any ordinary prison where common criminals were put. No, he was put into a place where the king's prisoners were bound. This is a prison where those who had offended Pharaoh were put. Those who had offended Pharaoh were put in this prison. And remember, he's put into the place where the king's prisoners are bound because that was exactly where our sovereign God had determined beforehand for him to be. 
And next week, we'll see all that play out. Why he was there. Why he was there, beloved. Now, we know from verse 1 again of this chapter that Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh. He was captain of the guard. And again, John Gill believes that this prison was connected to Potiphar's house. He was an officer of Pharaoh and a chief executioner of, of prisoners. And if that is true, in all probability, Potiphar had the authority to execute those prisoners whenever he wanted. Think of that. He would have the authority to take their heads right off his shoulders whenever he wanted to. Okay? We know from Genesis 39 that his wrath was kindled against Joseph, right? because of what his wife had told him. What kept him from lopping off Joseph's head? The restraining hand of God. Because God had a purpose for Joseph to become prime minister over all of Egypt. Potiphar is just a pawn in the hands of our great God. It was the restraining hand of our sovereign God that prevented Potiphar from executing Joseph. Because think of this, a man in the position of power that Potiphar had would not hesitate to kill him. especially what he was being accused of. The rage that was within him would have said, he would have said, off with his head. But again, we see the restraining hand of God at work, beloved. And we know from studying this chapter that the Lord in verses 2 and 4, let's look at verses 2 and 4, that the Lord was with Joseph and gave Joseph Grace in the eyes of Potiphar. And the Lord, look at verse 2 to 4. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his, of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found what? Grace in his sight, in, in the sight of Potiphar. And he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he put into his and he, all that he had, he put into his hands. Now turn, if you would, to Exodus chapter twelve. Exodus chapter twelve. Now the Lord is the one who caused Joseph to find favor in the eyes of Potiphar. He's the only one who did that. Over here in Exodus chapter 12, in verses 35 and 36, we see here that the Israelites, when they were leaving Egypt, found favor in the eyes of the Egyptians, beloved, and gave them of their riches. Who caused this? the great sovereign of the whole universe. Had the Egyptians 
move and had the, had the Israelites find grace in the eyes of the, of the Egyptians. And let's see what happened. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they brought of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and remnant. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent them such things as they required. And look what happened. And they spoiled the Egyptians. Now usually when a nation spoils another nation, it occurs during war. The Romans, when they would go into places after they conquered a, a city or a town or, or a nation, they'd spoil it. They'd take all the riches. Because right? to the victor, go what? The spoils. Right? Not even a sword was lifted. Not even a threat of any violence. And they spoiled Egypt. (laughs) They spoiled Egypt. The amazing power of God is right here on display. The Israelites again did not so much as lift a sword and the Egyptians were giving them of their riches jewels of silver and gold and fine clothing. And remember, this is all by the sovereign hand of God. So in these verses right here, we see the almighty power of our great God on full display. He is Lord over all. He is Lord over all. He's the master over all things visible and invisible, beloved. None, what does the scripture say? And none can what? Stay his hand. So God had purposed that the Egyptians would give those jewels and all those riches to the Israelites and no one could stay God's hand. No one. So so no one (coughs) can stay the hand of God in what he has planned and purposed in Joseph's life. No one. No one can stay the hand of God in what God has planned and purposed in the life of every one of his sheep. No one. No one. Our great God is ruler over this entire world, all things visible and invisible. And as one commentator says, he has the right to take from one and give to another. Because it's all his. It's all his. So the Israelites, think of this too, the Israelites had served the Egyptians for many, many years under hard labor. Under hard labor. And here the enemies of Israel are now at the appointed time, at the time appointed by God, and all by God's power, the very enemies of Israel are giving their treasure to them. So much so that they spoiled the Egyptians. One ancient writer brings forth that the Israelites were given many golden cups of the Egyptians, not a little, but a great quantity of other treasure and riches, a vast deal of gold and silver, remnants, fine remnants, and other things, again, so much that, as the text says, they spoiled Egypt. 
wasn't just a little bit. Oh, my. So our God, who is the God of Joseph and the Israelites, the same God who moved by his sovereign will and decree to have Joseph find favor with Potiphar, we now see in Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, let's turn there, that he now finds favor with the keeper of the prison. So the same God that caused the Egyptians to just hand over all those jewels, the same God in whom Noah found grace in his sight, the same God who we found grace in his sight, and by his power, same God. Look at Genesis 39, 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Oh my. He's, he's thrown into jail and this keeper of the prison's probably heard why he's there, obviously. Because Potiphar's, he's below Potiphar. So he knows why he's there. He knows he's a Hebrew. By nature, he probably would have hated him. But now Joseph finds favor in the eyes of the keeper of the prison. Again, all by God's sovereign hand. All by his mercy. All by his grace, beloved. Now Joseph doesn't know where he's headed. But he's on the way of to a position of leadership over all of Egypt, with Pharaoh as the only one who has more authority over him. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know that that this is the way and how that is all going to come to pass. No. Think Think of Joseph here. He's with his dad and home, enjoying life with his dad and Benjamin. And all of a sudden, he's thrown into a pit by his brothers, and he's sold into slavery. Then he ends up in Potiphar's house, and he started off just as a humble slave. He didn't rise to power. It took time for him to be given that trust and that authority. And then he has that trust and authority, and he says to Potiphar's wife, no, I'm not going to lie with you. I'm gonna, it's a sin against my master. It's a sin against you. It's a sin against myself. And it's, but more so, it's a sin against my God. And now he ends up in prison again. He'd be a man of sorrows, wouldn't he? Acquainted with grief. My. And he doesn't know. He's wondering what's going on. Just like any of us would, right? Let's be honest. We know that God's in control, but we'd start to go, what what did I do wrong? We always look at ourselves. What did I do wrong? Well, this is all falling out according to God's plan and purpose, isn't it? It's all falling out according to God's plan and purpose. He will one day be raised to leadership over all of Egypt, with only Pharaoh is the only one who has more authority than him. Look at verse 21 again. But the Lord was with Joseph. Well, what, a, what a wonderful statement. The Lord's with Joseph. The Lord's with every one of his sheep. The Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So the Lord was with Joseph and he was merciful towards him. So merciful that he found favor in the sight of the, the keeper of the prison. One, one commentator said he wasn't, he wasn't out of one trial and he's thrust into another. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, just, just like that. 
He's hated by his own brothers, thrown into a pit, sold to Ishmaelites, sold to Potiphar, then Potiphar's wife turns on him. He's falsely accused of that. Now here he is in prison. Accused of something he didn't even do. Oh, he'd be full of grief and sorrow, but, but he'd also be praising our great God. The Lord was with Joseph all through it. And all the painful trials that Joseph went through, the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. Therefore, we know that we know that the Lord was for Joseph then, don't we? If the Lord was with him, and if he found grace in the eyes of the Lord, then we know that the Lord was for him. And what did Paul write? If God be for us, who could be against us? Right? Remember that when we're going through things. Remember that. God's for us. He's for his people. He's, Joseph is fleshing out that now in his life. If God be for us, who can be against us? So the Lord showed Joseph mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And again, it was the sovereign, majestic power of our great God that caused this to happen, that caused Joseph to find favor in, in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Listen to what John Gill brings forth about the keeper of the prison. This man was a, the underkeeper to Potiphar. God so wrought upon the heart of this man that he was merciful to Joseph and took off the iron fetters which hurt his feet and gave him liberty to walk about, and many other favors and kindness he showed unto him. And the reason he says that is because Joseph now became the keeper of the prison. So what does the word of God tell us? That we're to do all things without murmur and dispute, right? Tells us that. Hard thing for us to do. Hard thing for us to do. But why does it tell us that? That we may be blameless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life. And God's born again children, we know that all things are of God. We know that. We know that. And that God has put all things under the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, and that our great majestic God works all things out according to his sovereign will, after the counsel of his own will. And that all things for our sakes... That all things for those who are the born-again people of God are working for our good. And more so for his glory. And for his glory. Therefore, we're to do all things without murmur and dispute and for the glory of God. For the glory of God. Joseph had the Spirit of God dwelling in him. And we know it's the will of God that placed him in the prison. We know that. He's there because it's the will of God for him to be there. And we see that Joseph served Potiphar and as he served the, just as he served the keeper of the prison. He put his whole heart into it, doing these things heartily as unto the Lord. Turn, if you would, to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Listen to what Paul pens in the book of Colossians in chapter 3. He says here in verse 22 and 24, Servants, obey in all things your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as man pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. 
And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. So when we're at work, we do all that we do unto the Lord. At home, we do all that we do unto the Lord. All that we do here, we do it unto the Lord. We do it unto the Lord for his glory. Now let's go back to Genesis chapter 39. We'll look at verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in prison. And, and whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. So it's obvious that Potiphar, it's obvious to Potiphar, and it was obvious to the keeper of the prison that the Lord was with Joseph. It's obvious, it's been revealed to them. They, 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 they see that. They don't have saving grace and saving knowledge, but they see that the Lord was with Joseph. They see everything he does prospers. So much so that the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners. All the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did, he was the doer of it. In other words, Joseph gave orders to all the prisoners what was to be done. And they had to obey Joseph. Look at verse 23. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Oh my. Our Lord was with Joseph, and so he made everything that Joseph did to prosper. When he was with Potiphar, it was that way. Now when he's with the keeper of the prison, it's that way. Think of this, beloved. Think of this. Our Lord made everything that the Lord Jesus Christ, our great God, made everything that our great Savior did to prosper. He is the substitute He is the great substitute. And he has fully accomplished salvation. Fully accomplished salvation for his people. And that which he did on the cross, he obtained eternal salvation for us. And God has made his work to prosper in his hands, hasn't he? And God is satisfied with the sacrifice of Christ. Praise be to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, your goodness and mercy to us each day. Lord, as we read the story of Joseph, let we who are your people, let us glean the fact that you're ever with us. You never leave us nor forsake us, you say in Hebrews thirteen five. that you're ever with us, just as a shepherd watching over his sheep. Each one of us too, Lord, each one of us. Not one of your sheep is out of your sight. Oh, Lord, how glorious you are. Remind us that you're ever watchful over us, that you're ever with us, and that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen.